With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From pitch to the center circle studio, Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. The 18-yard box is wall-free. This is My Three Subs Podcast. A soccer odyssey with your manager, Tim Van Horn. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Going fantastic, Tim. Nowhere in the world I'd rather be. Well, I've I've run out of fingers, I've run out of toes, and my neighbor's fingers and toes. So how many teams does now the United Soccer League encompass? It continues to grow, but in a, in a different way than what we've seen in uh, leagues past. Yeah, look, I mean, the, the short of it is, Tim, that we're the, we're the fastest and, um, and we're the largest and fastest growing professional soccer organization in the United States. Yeah. Uh, in the championship, which is the, the second division of professional soccer in the U.S., we have 35 professional teams from all across the United States. And then in League One, which is now the new third division of professional soccer in the United States, there's another 12 teams. And add to that the 81 clubs that we have in League Two, and that's a, that's a whole heck of a lot of soccer across the country. It absolutely is. I'd love to start with League Two and maybe work work our way back up with a big finish to talk about all that's happening in the USL Championship. But for a moment, Ryan, let's talk about League Two and what what that is. For a lot of players in college or out of high school, is this kind of their first opportunity to see what it's like to be a professional? Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the tagline for, for League Two is, is the pathway to pro, um, path to pro. And it's it's true of, of players, it's true of clubs, and it's true of executives. You know, there are, every year in the MLS Super Draft, the vast majority um, of those players have in some way, shape, or form come through USL League Two. We're talking about 81 clubs across the country, really high-level competition, a chance for developing players to come in and, like you said, get a sense of, of what a professional environment looks like what it takes on a day-to-day basis from a training and lifestyle standpoint to be the best that they can be and then ultimately a chance to uh, a chance to lift a trophy at the end of the day you know I think I think the league two playoffs are probably the best kept secret in in North American soccer <laughs> you know I, I would I would I would encourage everyone to go and look at the highlights of last year's league two final if you look at the championship in League One, the League Two final actually had the highest attendance last year. I think over um, eight or nine thousand people showed up in wow. Flint, Michigan, to watch the Flint City Bucks uh, hoist hoist the League Two trophy. So it, it is it is a, a pathway to professional. It is a, a developmental league in, it, to some extent, but it, it's also about community representation and winning soccer matches. And it's um, 
it's it's a pretty cool thing to get to to touch and and experience on an annual basis. You know, just a generation ago, so many towns, so many cities were basically deserts when it came to soccer. And from what I've seen on the geography, the layout of League Two, this is bringing soccer to communities that have been starving for it on a very fiscally responsible level. How have the fans been responding during the regular season and the build-up to that big championship game? It gets bigger and bigger every year. You know, we have some clubs like Point City, we have or, um, or, or Tormenta, who was in Statesboro, Georgia, who then who then moved up to League One, um, or in Des Moines with the Des Moines Menace. We have some of these legacy clubs, these these institutions, sort of pillars of their local community, clubs that everyone in town knows that is viewed as their their local their local club. But with the sort of incredible period of expansion that we're currently undergoing, that is now replicating itself all across the country. And, and I think there's communities, like you said, that are a bit starved for the game in their hometowns who, who now have access to be able to go and, and grab their kids and grab their families or their friends and, and grab a beer and, and go, go to their hometown club's match on a, on a Friday or Saturday night. And that's a, that's a pretty special thing, not just from an entertainment standpoint, but also I think, Tim, if you're a, if you're a kid who's growing up in one of those communities, and League Two comes to your to your hometown, and you can look down the street, and you can see the lights, and you can say to yourself, "If I train hard enough, if I play hard enough, if I try hard enough, I can be a soccer player, and 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 I don't have to leave wherever I'm from to do it. Now I can do it in my own hometown, and I think that's a that's a very beautiful and, and very special thing. It's a very powerful thing. In fact, I think that's a universal message with every professional soccer player I've always talked to. They always talk about having that dream or having that moment where they see a live match and it, it's like a fish hook. It just, once it gets you, I mean, you get the bug for soccer and, and this is an opportunity for do for, for doing that. Ryan Madden, the vice president of communications and public relations for the United soccer league, joining us on the podcast today. Let's move up a step to league one and league one has been so interesting to me because you have this division kind of sandwiched in between the championship and league two, where we're starting to see a little bit of growth there as well, where, where ownership groups are very happily putting a franchise in league one into some of these markets that have 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 been dying for some soccer and we're seeing just some great football coming out of these markets and, and you know North Texas is a great example but there's some other nice stories out of League 1. Yeah, I mean, look, take for example what's happening in Madison, Wisconsin, right? I mean, that's not that's not a small community and that, and that's a team that or I'm sorry, that's a city that I think for a long time has aspired to have professional soccer in their own backyard and and that's that's really I think what the proposition of of League One is at its core. It's the opportunity to bring professional soccer to communities who otherwise probably would not have the opportunity to do so if this league didn't exist. Yeah, you know, Ford Madison is now I think kind of a a cult favorite of soccer fans in uh, in the United States. They call it everyone's second favorite club. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're pushing the boundaries on on what a League One team can look like putting 5,000 people in the stands every weekend, huge amounts of online, digital, and social media engagement, a cool brand. They don't take themselves too seriously. They're having fun. And it's not just them. You know, you, you they're doing an amazing job. But then you also have clubs like Greenville, who's led by, you know, Greenville Triumph, who's led by former U.S. men's national team legend John Harts. And that, that's really cool. And they're they're one of the best teams on, on the pitch. And then in Statesboro, Georgia, where you have Tormenta, 
which is a relatively small town and now has this this club to call their own. And that's happening across League One. And, and I would just tell you, you know, League One is where you need to, to keep your eye on with, with the United Soccer League because that's where we're going to see the most amount of growth. There's 12 teams today. But, but I wouldn't be surprised if by the time the, the 2026 World Cup rolls around, if that number wasn't 25, wow. maybe a little higher. So, so there's going to be a tremendous amount of growth in League One, and it's going to be one of the, I think, real success stories in, in the North American soccer landscape. And Ryan, I've noticed that some Major League Soccer clubs have placed yep. their under-23 team or their reserve team in League One rather than the USL Championship, I think maybe because of the competitiveness and, and the and, and some of the, I guess, the age range is probably maybe a little more appropriate for those just breaking into the professional ranks. Yeah, you know, if you think about, you know, if you if you rewind the clock um, a couple of years when the when the USL Championship was, was just getting its feet under us. Um, the partnership in, with MLS and having those MLS two teams in the league was was absolutely critical, um, and and it was a, a massive part of the championship's growth. and And I think everyone will always will forever be very very grateful and very very happy with with how that partnership has looked and operated, and and how it's, it's been experienced over the last many years. But as time has gone on, the championship has grown now to the point where it's it's hyper, hyper competitive. And the quality on the field is growing every single year. And you have places like New Mexico United who are putting 15,000 in the seats every single week. And if you're, if you're an operator of an MLS team, I think you look at the championship and then you look at League One and you start to think, you know, League One's probably a better fit for what we're trying to do because ultimately, at, at their core, what those MLS two teams are trying to do is create a developmental platform and, and provide a pathway for those guys to make it into the first team and, and be part of the the Major League Soccer's first team setup. So, over time, League One has become, I think, a, a more um, appealing destination for them, and ultimately, the presence of those Major League Soccer teams will play just as critical of a role in the, the long-term growth of League One as it did in the championship. Ryan Madden joining us, the Vice President of Communications and Public Relations for the United Soccer League. Well, let's talk about the uh, the top division and uh, the championship. Last year, I, I could have sworn, I, I would have bet the house that Phoenix Rising was just going to go all the way and cut through the playoffs like a, a, a hot knife through butter, but there's Real Monarchs, and they got the job done. In fact, the final was so interesting because you had a couple of number four seeds duking it out for the final, and then not only did they get past Phoenix, but then you got you got defending champion Louisville City there uh, with John yeah. Hackworth, and that made yeah. for just some intriguing football in the last day of the season. Well, the, the parity at the top of both the Eastern and the Western Conference is 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 intense in, in the championship. I mean, it, it it ended up being Monarchs and Louisville in the final, and I'm I'm glad it was because it was a it was a spectacular final. But that just as easily could have been Phoenix or Indianapolis or El Paso, and there's a lot of teams there who. Pittsburgh, who are right on the cusp, um, and, and, and the margins that separated those who, who went through versus those who were, who were on the edge um, were extremely fine. And I think that's going to be the thing that, you know, it's the storyline that I keep pushing for this 2020 season is there's, there's six, eight, maybe 10 teams in this league uh, of 35 that I think probably are, are lacing up the boots today, heading to training, thinking, 
you know what? We got a we got a real shot to win this thing. Other than watching The Office, the the other stuff that I binge watch is other USL matches because of the parody you just spoke about. I can watch that for hours and hours and hours. Ryan, can you talk about the broadcast package? It looks like there's going to be even more United Soccer League action for folks to consume this year. Yeah, it's a big deal. In um in August of this past year, USL and ESPN announced a, a new media rights agreement that will see matches for both the championship and USL League One made available on ESPN platforms through the twenty twenty two season. It's a it's a great deal, I think, for everyone involved in in under the new agreement. Every single USL championship and League One match will be made available via ESPN plus wow. with another twenty regular season games from the championship to be aired on either ESPN two, ESPN News, ESPN U, um, and ESPN Deport Days. So I, I think the the stat that that always sticks out to me here is if you if you tally up the games from the championship and in, in League One that are going to be broadcast and aired via ESPN Plus or on linear, that's a total of 748 matches, wow. and that's reaching almost 7.6 million ESPN Plus subscribers this season. So it makes USL the largest contributor of of live professional soccer to um to anyone on ESPN. I hope you have some staff, Ryan, because if you don't, you're never going to sleep this year. Um, I tell my friends it's just me, but uh, I do actually have some staff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, now, this year, Landon Donovan comes in uh, in a leadership role with San Diego Loyal, but also he's going to be the head coach of the team. We're going to see David Villa come in. And, of course, in Memphis, Tim Howard is the sporting director. And there are plenty others, which leads me to, to one of our last questions here. It seems like some big names, and Didier Drogba, of course, with Phoenix Rising. It seems like there are a lot of heavy players that come in and are involved on and off the pitch, and it's almost always, Ryan, in some significant role, not just some sort of a cameo role. What is it about this league that gets people invested in not just doing these little cameo bits? No, that's exactly right. You, you, that's spot on. You hit the nail right on the head. It's not so, it's not unique in the sense that, um, in a lot of professional sports leagues around the world, you are having this exchange of, of celebrity for a few points of ownership, and it's, it's, they tend to just be sort of organizational spokespeople. What's unique about these, this, the involvement at the USL level, whether it's, whether it's Landon or Tim or David Villa or Didier Drogba, um, is the extent to which they're involved in the day-to-day operations and the reality that the success or the failure of those clubs will hinge a, a great deal on, on their individual performance, whether as a head coach or a sporting director or um, a minority owner or, or whatever, whatever it may be. So, you know, you look at, you look at a guy like Landon Donovan, you know, arguably the, the, the best American soccer player of all time. And, and yes, he's, a, he's an owner of San Diego Loyal, but he's also the head coach of that club. And, yeah. and, and when they take the field, whether or not they get points is going to be greatly um, persuaded by, by what he does on any given night. And, and Tim Howard, who, who I think the absolute world of, Tim, Tim and I used to work together at the Colorado Rapids. I say work together. I worked in the front office. He was the goalkeeper, of course. But, um, but Tim, as the sporting director, I know how hands-on and passionate he is, not just about the club, but Memphis as a community. Uh, and, again, the, the success of, of that club, I think, will, will in large part be determined by by Tim's uh, abilities as an executive, of which I have uh, n- absolutely no doubt in. And then, you know, Didier Drogba wasn't just a minority owner. He was a player. He was, you know, he was, a, he was banging in free kicks for Phoenix <laughs> Rising. It's incredible. And then David Villa, yes, a minority owner, but 
he'll also um, guide the, the technical side of that business. So I think over time, USL is becoming a, uh, a really popular destination for, for former pros who have played at a really, really high level to come in and say, you know what, this is a unique opportunity to make a difference in my community through professional soccer, and that's um, that's a pretty cool thing. We had your play-by-play guy on from the ESPN Matches of the Week uh, on this past week, Mike Watts, and he told us coming up this Friday night it's going to be a couple of uh, games out west, and then it is full schedule game on. The sprint is on for uh, the uh, championship, and of course sprinkle in some U.S. Open Cups, which hopefully the USL will represent quite well in that, and I know that yep. you are about to hit the ground running if you haven't already. Ryan Madden, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast thank you for your time and your insight and thank you for the overview of league one and league two oftentimes we see that kind of glossed over in the general uh, conversation of soccer but i think it's really important to see how this league has not only grown but it's grown at a rapid pace and at a responsible sustainable pace and with purpose thank you so much for joining us on my three subs today the pleasure was all mine anytime thanks a lot Thank you for listening. Check out more of my three subs podcast, a soccer odyssey. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.